This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 685 of the School of Podcasting, I asked you, what was the last stuff you shared? And boy, did you guys come through. And we have a new podcast from someone who is a whopping seven years old. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, and flatten the learning curve and get you going in the right direction so you avoid all the podcasting mistakes. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription, or if you want, buy the courses a la carte. And today, it is the last episode of the month, and if you're new to the show, this is where I ask you a question, you provide some feedback, and we all learn together. And the reason I ask this question is... Because about 70%, according to Jacobs Media, they did a study, 70% of podcasts are discovered via word of mouth. And I asked a very simple question. It was, what was the last thing you shared that wasn't yours? That was the big key. What did you share that's not yours? And why did you share it? And of course, I want to know a little bit more about your podcast. So let's hop right to it. Hi, Dave. This is Andrea Wojnicki calling from Toronto, Canada. First, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. I started podcasting less than a year ago, and you've become my go-to podcasting resource. I listen to you every single week. My podcast is called Talk About Talk, and it's focused on all things communication. I'm finding that more and more people are asking me for podcasting advice. I always direct them to you. So I guess I want to first thank you for your generous advice. Now, your question. What was the last thing you shared and why? I can't wait to hear everyone's answers. We share our love. We share parenting responsibilities. We share a fence with our neighbors. And nowadays with the sharing economy, we're sharing our cars, our homes, and more. But I have a bit of a unique take on this question. When I was listening to your podcast and I heard your question, my head started exploding. Has that ever happened to you? I was like, whoa, okay. So I have a doctoral degree in marketing. I focused my dissertation research on understanding why consumers talk about their consumption experiences. You know, word of mouth. Yeah, and I, that means I got to pop in here. This goes to point out that once again, you never know who's listening because, you know, a member of your audience might have done a dissertation on word of mouth. How cool is that? As you might imagine, when I heard your question about sharing, my worlds collided and I promised myself that I would send you my answer. Here's the thing. Every time we tell a story about something we bought, it could be a pair of shoes or even a lunch at a restaurant, we're sharing. It could be in casual conversation with friends, it could be on social media, or it could be in a formal review on TripAdvisor or Yelp. So in my dissertation research, I demonstrated that the ego has a lot to do with our propensity to share information. But there are other reasons too. People share information to be helpful, to be social, to establish balance, think reciprocity, and as I said to serve their own self-interest, the ego. If you think about it, these four motivations apply not just to sharing information, but also to anything and everything that we share. So 
Now let me answer your question. Based on my research, I'm guessing that the last thing I shared was probably a restaurant or a store recommendation. And why did I share that advice? It was probably to serve my own ego. Okay, so Dave, I'm really curious if when you collect all of the listeners' answers to your question, whether the reasons people share things fall into one of these four categories. I'm wondering whether there are other reasons beyond being helpful, being social, establishing balance, and serving our own self-interest. Okay, that's all I got. I would love it if you'd check out Talk About Talk and tell me what you think. Keep up the great work, Dave. Thank you for doing what you do. I really hope to meet you someday. Bye. Wow, this is amazing. Here's the fun thing. You are hearing these the first time right here with me. And I just pulled that one out of my uh, hat and was like, what? And one other thing here, I actually typed in talk about talk podcast into our good friend Google. And there's, uh, if you can give me the website address, I will gladly update the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 685. But uh, there are a ton of talk podcasts. So I'm going to need a smidge more information about that one. And so I'll, I'll give you one. I'm going to share a couple of these because the minute I started with with this question, I realized how much I share. And one of the things I shared was the neat, the new media show last week. I actually shared it on an episode. I liked it so much. But when I first heard that, I was like, holy cow, listen to Todd Cochran putting Pandora kind of to the fire. And plus, that's just a great show. And I thought, wow, I think my audience will like this. So that comes back to being helpful, but also kind of the ego. I think the ego is always going to be in there because I want to be the person that somebody says, oh, yeah, I found out about the new media show through Dave Jackson, because then I'm the cool guy that pointed you to a good resource. I think that's part of it, too. But wow, this is going to be fun to now check out. Let's go over to Steve Stewart. Hey, SOP friends. It's Steve Stewart from stewart.me, where I edit podcasts, mostly for people in the personal finance space. Answering the question of the month, what was the last thing I shared that wasn't my content? Now, this is going to be quite a bit different. And I want you to look at this as I'm sharing ideas that you could use, even though this is going to be different. Ideas that you can use to grow your social media following. And I'll explain more of that in here in a second. See, what I did was I created half a dozen tweets about an upcoming event. The Plutus Awards. The Plutus Awards is an annual awards ceremony to celebrate the best in indie media creators in the personal finance space. So personal finance bloggers and podcasters and vloggers and even those who write books on topics that have to do with personal finance. Happens every year. This year, it's one of the evening ceremonies during FinCon, which Dave, you're going to FinCon. You should sit next to me. But what they did was they were just about to announce the finalists in each of the categories. And you'll see why this is important. So you can imagine doing this for a podcast. And here's the benefits from what I did. Uh, One, it shows I'm a fan of a specific genre or topic. So if you're a big fan of Star Wars, well, sharing tweets about Star Wars stuff, well, you know, it's just a no brainer. That's who you are. You do that anyway, right? A second one is it fosters community for me and for them. And you'll, you'll understand more about that when I get into the tactical things I did here in a second. And then, Third, I get tons of retweets, new followers, and I think somebody reached out to me about my editing services, which had nothing to do with any of the tweets, but it was me sharing stuff that I enjoy. It's a genre I enjoy, and I feel like being part of that community, and it's just overall it helps. So here are a few tactical things that I did to make sure that I was optimizing my results since I spent you know, probably about 30 minutes getting all these tweets written 
scheduled out and buffer, stuff like that. Tactical thing number one, I struck while the iron was hot. I had a little advance notice that the award finalists were going to be announced, so I was one of the first to share this content. But anything within a couple of days of a podcast episode being released, uh, you could use that. I mean, that makes sense. Unless it's something like, you know, Joe Rogan, who already has tons of people tweeting about his stuff, and maybe some, you know, faceless NPR branded show who already gets tons of, you know, they're not going to retweet you or anything like that. Number two, I wrote a completely unique, different tweet for each one. And I know that goes without saying, of course, you know, but one said, congratulations to the following hashtag podcasters who are finalists for best investing podcast in the at symbol Plutus Awards. So I tagged people, used hashtag stuff like that. Another one said, oh, I love this category. Best new personal finance podcast nominees in the 10th annual Plutus Awards. And then there was up for insert category here, things like that. So it wasn't the same tweet every single time. Number three, I made sure to include the Twitter handles for every nominee. Now you can't really do that with a podcast too much. You could certainly though include the hash or the, uh, yeah, the hashtag of the show if they have one, but definitely the user, the Twitter handle of the podcaster or the show and of the guest, if they have a guest and that makes total sense. You want to get that exposure when you're doing tweets so that they can share it as well. Number four, I tried to use a different image for each post, although only, I only had like one or two to work with. One was the blog posts image. The other was a screenshot of the page on a browser with the header logo clearly in view. So I try to make the images similar but different because nobody wants to see the same photo on every post. It just kind of feels spammy at that point. And then number five, I scheduled them to go out within a matter of hours. Actually, within minutes of each other. I'd say none of them were within 30 minutes of each other, but they weren't scheduled at exactly like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I tried to vary them throughout the day because, well, if everybody posts at 12 o'clock, then, you know. So those are some ideas, some tactical things I did to optimize the results. Now, here's a couple action items that you can use to make it easy for you to do this for a podcast you listen to. Foster community maybe get some new followers and people might start listening to your show because I see if you're a Star Wars fan, then, oh, maybe you got a Star Wars podcast and they'd be interested in that. So what can you do to make it easy for a listener to share your stuff, make you more visible? And all you had to do is do these things. Here's, here's number one, write decent show notes in a blog post on your website. Number two, make your social media handles or accounts visible on your site. Oh my gosh. How hard is it to get a hold of you sometimes? <laughs> Use something like the social subscribe and follow a WordPress plugin to feature clickable icons or just make it so that you've got your social media visible at the footer of your website, in the blog post, something like that. Uh, number three, have at least one shareable image on your site. And I would say it would be great to have a unique one for each episode on the blog post and then also have your podcast artwork or maybe some kind of brand logo uh, on your site. Trust me, if I want to share an image from your site, I'm going to find a way because I think it's that important to have images with tweets and Instagram and, you know, Facebook, stuff like that. Number four, do you have suggested tweets or quotes, you know, visible on your site, front and center, right there between some paragraphs, something like that. Make it apparent. This is an important thing. Boom. There's a plugin called uh, Click to Tweet or even a service that you could use to make it easy to feature a quote. Uh, then a website visitor only needs to click on it and share it on their Twitter account. Now, I don't think this works for Instagram or anything like that, but 
it's not very hard to, you know, highlight the quote that you have on your blog post to copy and paste it and then put that into a Instagram post. So write those quotes, make them visible on your, on your blog post. And then as a side note, and this should be a no brainer, since most people are listening in a podcast app, make your episode description short, maybe two to three sentences and include a link to the full blog post to the website. Make it easy for them to get there. Most people aren't reading long blog posts on their phones. They'd rather read a short description. But if they do want to get something else, link to your website. Boom. Make it easy for them to get there. It's only been four days since I put those posts out. And I'm still getting engagement, retweets and likes and all this stuff. Some new followers. I may have spent 30 minutes doing this, but honestly, it probably only took about 15. The other 15 was spent searching for Twitter handles. So my apologies for this being so long, but I think the suggestions can be helpful. Thanks for letting me answer this question of the month. I know it's time for me to share my podcast, but since I don't have a podcast, I'd like to promote a specific episode or two of one of my client shows. And this is for the newly released, just launched, only a week or two old by the time people hear this, Plutus Awards podcast. <laughs> yep. Now it's a podcast too. It's hosted by a Plutus Award winner himself, Chris Browning from Popcorn Finance and a couple of their other organizers from the Plutus Foundation. And so a couple of episodes you might enjoy. Aaron Lowry, who tells a story about going on a nine city book tour in two countries. How do you do that? She talks about that. And then another one, Steve Hughes, who shares his experiences holding a summit. He did this in a relatively short amount of time, organizing this and actually having this summit take place in a physical location. And he got sponsors to pay for it. How did he do that? It's on the Plutus Awards. You can find that at PlutusAwards.com slash podcast. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter. I am at Steve Stewart Me. I know. It's, it's kind of weird. That's what I am. Steve Stewart Me. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> you are Steve Stewart Me. If you could see the smile on my face right now, I love my audience so much. It's, oh, you guys never, uh, I just, did, did you hear it? I just did group speak. Don't do that. I said, you guys, you never disappoint me. A every time I do these questions of the month, I'm like, ah, what if nobody sends in a, an answer or what if, the, and, and then you get two right out of the back. And Andrea, I'm going to keep talking to Andrea here. You heard her right at the beginning. Andrea, I believe Steve was into social and reciprocity. And what Steve is doing is this is one of those things when we talk about sharing, first of all, I love the plugin social warfare. Uh, he also mentioned uh, social subscribe and follow. Those are both great. I love uh, social subscribe because what it does, if somebody does share my, let's say somebody shares, you know, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 685. If you share that, I will have an image for Twitter. If I wanted to, I could have an image for Pinterest. Uh, sorry, Pinterest lovers. I don't really do a lot on Pinterest, but I do have an image. That way I dictate what image shows up. And that's what that uh, plugin does. But what Steve is doing is, for lack of a better analogy, he's playing in traffic. He's, hey, here are these people, these people that are, are up for awards, so you know they're influencers, in his niche, financial, and he's going and playing in their traffic. Like, hey, congratulations, trying to build that relationship, just trying to get on their radar. And like you said, somebody said, hey, I think I might be using you for uh, editing 
their shows. And boy, if you want to learn audacity, sure, you can learn that at uh, the school of podcasting, but Steve uses it every day inside and out. And Steve has a course on audacity as well. You can find that again at stevestewart.me. I'm so excited. I, I like, this is like Christmas, like who's up next. Hello, Dave. And hello, fellow podcasters. This is Stephanie from the Geopats podcast. The thing that I shared most recently is the Smarty Pants podcast. They're episode number 98. You never step into the same internet twice. This is with author Gretchen McCulloch, and uh, she's a linguist, and she has her new book, Because Internet, where she talks about the changes in our language that have happened because of the internet. And she talks about it in a way that's very positive. Instead of, woe is our language, it's being ruined. It's a very interesting, objective view of what's happened to language since we started using online tools. Why did I share this podcast episode? Because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. My own particular podcasts exist because of interests that I have. And those two interests of language and the internet are actually in the Geopats podcast. Love sharing different ways of looking at language and culture via the internet. And again, it's Smarty Pants podcast, which is not easy to say, but very easy to find. It's episode 98. You never step into the same internet twice. All of my info, including the Geopats podcast, can be found at stephfuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot com. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Steph. And you can kind of see as someone who helps people with language, she's going to be interested in that. And I don't know about you, but that's content you just can't get any place else. So I really liked uh, that example. Thank you, Steph. Hi, Dave. It's Tom from Tinker Taylor Soldier Sponge Productions here. There's this amazing podcast with an excellent cast based in the U.S., called Shuffle Quest. It's an actual play podcast where they play pop culture RPGs that are generally fan-made and a bit interesting, shall we say. And uh, they play those every few weeks. They change to a different pop culture world. The overall story is brilliant, but um, this episode was a bonus episode and just had me laughing all the time. And I've been sharing it to try and get my friends into the podcast because it isn't built into the continuity. It's just so you can hear them being funny. And they were playing Jason Statham's Big Vacation, which is a one page RPG. And yeah, I haven't laughed that much in a long time. And as a British guy, I have to say that, uh, yeah, that Jason Statham accent is 100% accurate. As for myself, you can find uh, my shows at com. If you like the sound of a, a British voice telling you things in a soothing way, there's Dr. Wilco's campaign for better beverages, where I make cocktails. There's unparliamentary language, where we try and discuss Brexit and occasionally Trump. It's a politics podcast uh, with my friend Rob. And we also have Hat of Many Things, where we draw a different topic out of a hat at the end of every week. And that determines what we're going to talk about the next week. And it's a variety of geeky, nerdy, and of pop culture type things. And occasionally interviews with a, such as with the creator of Vampire the Masquerade, an RPG um, that we've played. I uh, love the show. Keep it up. Bye. Thank you, Tom. So Tom was inspired through laughter to then share that. And I think we all want to laugh a little more. So I totally get that one. Thank you, Tom. Hi, Dave. This is Paul from the uh, Fighting Through World War II Memoirs podcast. The last time I shared something in social media was a link to a superb photograph of the ship the Queen Mary, which was a distinguished ship during World War II, made many a journey carrying both Allied and American troops around the world, 
and uh, my dad actually sailed on her and uh, in his World War II memoirs he wrote about the incredible journey that he'd experienced. So uh, not so long back I did an actual episode on the Queen Mary and um, collated a couple of different stories about it. So I saw this wonderfully colourised photograph of the Queen Mary, normally black and white, but now in its full colour glory, and I shared it in my social media with a comment and a link to my episode on that ship. The Queen Mary was just crammed full of American soldiers, bringing them back to New York, and uh, they were completely covering the entire deck of the ship. So the photograph had originally appeared on social media in a in an account for colorized photographs so it was inviting comments and shares and uh, likes so uh, i thought i'd follow suit and having commented and, sh- and and liked it i then shared it to my own social media account facebook in this occasion and uh, i presume that was okay and accepted because the uh, guy whose account it was was getting more exposure to my listeners And in turn, I was giving my listeners something which added value to their experience and hopefully gave me a few brownie points on the search engines. So that's it, really. I'm Paul from the Fighting Through World War II Memoirs podcast, and you can find me on fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much, Paul. Anybody else feel a little pull on your heart when he started talking about his dad? Being on that boat. So there's an example of he identified with that. Obviously, World War Two is kind of his uh, niche that he plays in. And he was sharing it because that's not something you see every day is a full color picture of that boat. And he wanted to share it with his audience. This is Sarah Michatel from Podcasting Step by Step and the Postcard Academy Travel Podcast. Recently, I have been sharing my friend Katie's podcast, Food Heroes. So Katie has said that after watching too many depressing food documentaries, she wanted to make food fun again. And so she interviews people who are doing good things in the world, like sustainable farming and fair trade and things like that. And a few weeks ago, she did an episode that has really stayed with me and that I'm telling everybody about. She interviewed an investor who found out a few years ago that a local restaurant that he went to in the U.S. had been forcing people into slavery. And so he went on a mission to save other people from slavery and from human trafficking around the world. And originally he tried doing charity work. Um, starting charities, but he said that didn't scale enough. And so he started several businesses, including restaurants in Amsterdam and a drink called Rebel that raise money to help people who've escaped sex slavery and human trafficking and other just horrific conditions. So there are a ton of bad things happening in this world. The news focuses primarily on those and we need to hear about those things. But I like that Katie shines a light on people who are doing good work and her title is just so accurate food heroes i got to meet sarah at podcast movement she's very cool i also got to meet Brittany felix those are two females that are doing podcasts about podcasting and again i'll have links to everybody's stuff out at 685 but i want to pop in here again one of the things i shared this month was an episode of step-by-step podcasting which is uh, sarah's podcast about podcasting and it featured 
Matthew Dix, who is the author of Storyworthy, uh, which is a great book. I just, I'm up through about chapter four of that. I was listening to that, uh, from Audible today. And the reason for that is Matthew made this point about story. Start off your story with some sort of action. And I thought about that. I am not a huge James Bond fan. I'm sorry if you are, but James Bond, every movie starts with some sort of bizarre, somebody falls out of a plane with skis and then blah, blah, blah. Or think about uh, Saving Private Ryan. We didn't need to know Private Ryan's story up front and his his farm or whatever happened. It was like, in fact, the opening of Saving Private Ryan is one of the most insanely action-packed, realistic. I mean, there were, there were veterans that like, I can't go to that movie. It's going to trigger me. And that's amazing. And so many times we want to start off with somebody's story with, tell me where you grew up. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And we really don't care about that. We care about, like, I just listened to a podcast on the podcast rodeo show. And this was a guy that basically created a tool that is a competitor to Google Analytics. So I wanted to hear, how is your product different than Google Analytics? And instead, I had to listen to a good three or four minutes about this guy's childhood, which I could care less about. So start with some action. And then if you need to go back and, you know, get their story. If you listen to the latest episode, of the podcast review show, which is a show I do with Eric K. Johnson, the podcast talent coach. In fact, to be honest with you, I'm going to probably in the future play some of this week's episode where we, we uh, reviewed the why influence podcast. And there's some great, I mean, just really great tips that Eric brought in about asking questions better. And I was like, I was listening to that back today before I posted it. And I'm like, you know what? That's got to go in the school of podcasting. So I'm going to bring some of that over here. Uh, but if you want to hear it now, podcast review show. But that is the thing where uh, that's why I shared it. Because why? Because I thought it was really great content. And when I listened to it, I was like, you know what? That is true. Start off with some action. Start off with something moving when you're telling a story. And I thought that kind of applies to podcast. Get to what people tuned in for. And then later go back like every, if you think about it, we learned about Private Ryan as the movie went forward. So many movies start off with a big action scene or something that sucks you in. And that's the key thing. And that's why I shared that episode of Sarah's show, because she was interviewing Matthew Dix of Storyworthy. And does podcasting work? Yeah, I bought the book on Audible. So that was one that I definitely shared because I just, the guy was just spewing all sorts of great tips about storytelling. He's a five-time winner, I think, of the moth thing. You know, that moth thing. That's the technical term for it, which is a storytelling competition. It was really good stuff. Links in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 685. Hey, Dave, Eric K. Johnson, podcast talent coach. Uh, just want to answer this this month's uh, question of the month. Awesome. And uh, this one's a good one, too. Glad you asked it. Thanks. My biggest pet peeve uh, in podcasting <laughs> You know there are a ton of them. Ooh, Eric, that's not the that's not the question. But my biggest pet, what? Yeah, it's not the question. What do you mean that's not this month's question? No, it's, it was February. February. Yeah. February. What? Hold on a second. Yeah, seriously. Me, where's my phone? Um, I'm telling you. Oh, oh you got to be kidding no. me. No. So my phone ended up playing the uh, the last half of an episode that I didn't finish. Yeah. And it happened to be from February. <laughs> my bad that's all right man how embarrassing is this well that's all right man all right so what's this month's question uh what's the last thing you shared last thing i shared what like you mean the cracker jack with my daughter last week what are we talking about wait they still make cracker jack 
No, this could be a post or something you saw on social, a tool, whatever it is, something that you found useful and you wanted to share with your audience and why. Oh, the last tool that I shared. Well, man, there's there's been a ton. You know, you're my go-to share. Uh, when people ask me about the technical side of podcasting, I always send them to you. Thanks, buddy. But that's kind of the... That's kind of the cop-out answer. Last thing I shared, you know, I was uh, recently contacted by a podcaster. She had some questions about um, Audacity and using the software to create her podcast. And she wanted to know about my coaching and if I could help her through it. And uh, I told her, honestly, I'm not your guy. If, uh, If you really want to know the ins and outs of Audacity, and I actually directed her over to Daniel J. Lewis at the Audacity to Podcast. I said, if you need... The, the guy that knows everything about Audacity, head on over and talk to Daniel. He will be more than uh, happy to help you out. And if he can't come back, I got plenty of other resources for you to learn it. So the last thing I really shared was uh, Daniel J. Lewis and the Audacity to podcast. Love your show. Thanks for having me on. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric. And there again, Eric is trying to be helpful, solving a problem when people kind of Pain outside the lines of his comfort zone, he's able to share another resource. And speaking of a resource, I want to talk about one. Speaking of Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com, and that is podcastreviewshow.com. I've had people ask me on a regular basis, hey, will you listen to my show and tell me if it's any good? And so what I did is I teamed up with Eric. You get two podcast consultants who not only go over your audio, but your website and your flow and your goals and your artwork and your audio quality. If there's something to check about your podcast, we go over it and it's only 99 bucks, but that price is going up very, very, very soon. So if you've ever thought about having your show on the podcast review show, now's the time to do it. You get two podcast consultants for the price of about a half. Now, why is that discount there? Because you get on the podcast review show, you get on my YouTube channel, and plus, once the recording is over, you can kind of ask us whatever you want. So it's really like two coaching calls in one for the price of a half. Check it out, podcastreviewshow.com. And speaking... Again, of the podcast review show, we just put out a new episode, and I want to make sure you're aware of this. One way of looking at a podcast is it's like a blog post with media attached to it, with something to click and play and listen or watch, but it's like a blog post. And I see people do this from time to time where in WordPress and in most websites, you have either a page, which is something like an about page, a contact page. If I was a restaurant, it'd be a directions page, something that's going to be there and never change where episodes or blog posts are typically on your front page for a bit until you put out another one. And then slowly, the nice thing about WordPress and and blogging in general is they somewhat manage themselves. After a while, your old information is just kind of archived on the site. It's there to attract Google. But I see people that will take a page which doesn't move and they will put a player for the website and then they'll type a little show notes. And then when the next episode comes out, they go back to that same page and they go down to beneath the thing that they just started. Like now it's episode two. So they skip episode one, they go down to episode two and they put another player and they type some show notes. Now the bad news about that 
is now you're on episode 19, and I want to share episode 19. There's no way to share just episode 19 because all of your episodes are on one page, whereas if they each had their own specific post, that post, A, is now able to have its own kind of SEO chocolatey goodness, so you can put in your keywords and things of that nature, and it can be shared. And what I love to use to share, I have a plugin on my WordPress site called Social Warfare. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash social warfare, and what I love about this plugin is it lets me dictate. So if somebody says, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to share this, and I think it actually puts share buttons on your post, but it also says, oh, they're sharing this to Twitter, use this image. They're sharing this to Pinterest, use this image. Because there are times when people share and you're like, that's weird. It's using this bizarre picture from my footer or something like that. So I really like that plugin. There's also uh, Daniel J. Lewis. We heard Eric talking about him earlier. He has a subscribe and follow uh, plugin that makes it really easy to follow you as well as subscribe. That's another great link. But the other thing I want to point out is almost every kind of podcast player, whether it be the Libsyn player, whether it be PowerPress, whether it be uh, Pat Flynn, whether it be Coolcast player, they all have the ability, what I call a playlist. And so these are kind of cool. This is what I call a binge box. So now let's say I've got 20 episodes out. I can get the code to say, hey, make this little square rectangle box, whatever size you want it, and put it here and people can click on play and it'll just play all my episodes. Well, here again, this is great. It makes it easy, but don't make that the only way people can consume your content. Number one, you're missing out on Google juice when it's its own episode. And number two, it's really hard to say, oh, go to this page, then scroll down to the bottom and then you'll see the player scroll down. You'll see it's the fourth one that says blah, 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 blah. That is way too many steps. You want sharing to be, hey, click here, click play. And so that's something to keep in mind that sometimes I see people using tools that are, you're kind of painting with peanut butter. And so it's great to use those kind of player, those playlists, and make a page that says binge listen. So people can go to it, click on play, and just let it run in the background. It'll just keep on going. But I would recommend making a post for each episode that makes it super easy to play. Have share buttons on your website, whether that's through Social Warfare or there are plenty other plugins that you can click on so that people click and share the episode. And be careful with that because sometimes you'll have a plugin that has a little Twitter button and a Facebook and an Instagram, and it's a link to your uh, Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram account, you want it to share the post you're on. So be sure to test that. Another nice thing about the Social Warfare plugin is you can actually make those click to tweet. So I can actually just click a button, type in what I want the tweet to be, and it will put this nice little graphic on my page so it makes it super easy to share. And that's sometimes kind of handy to have that button that's like, oh yeah, click here. Now, if you don't want to put out the money because it's not a free plugin, there is a website, clicktotweet.com, that you can use to make something that's very easy that people just click on it. And I use that when I have guests on my show. I will say, I will go over, and what you do is you basically put in the address that you want people to go to, 
And then uh, if you want to have yourself copied on the tweet and whatever the tweet says, and you say, okay, that's it. And it's okay. Here's the link. And when your guest clicks on that link, it automatically creates the tweet that you just created. So that's another way to make things easy to share. And you could always do that and put it in your episode notes. So keep that in mind. The other thing I've seen sometimes when we're talking about sharing, and this is something that will be in the next episode of the podcast review show, is using your podcast website. So in my case, let's say Libsyn, or maybe you have a Podbean account, but you also have your Big Shot Smarty Pants website. That's like your main hub. It is like, this is my home base. And I've seen people that will send people to their web hosting website. And I just like to point out to people, it's much better if you embed the player again in a post on your website because you want to drive traffic back to your website, especially now with Google starting to pay more attention to podcasts. You want that SEO chocolatey goodness to be dripping all over your website, not your host website. So keep that in mind when it comes to sharing and making posts and making it easy to share. Keep that in mind. One of the things you want to do is find a friend or a cousin or an uncle and say, hey, can you go to my website and share the current episode with me? And if they go to their website and go, huh? Yeah, you want to change that. You want to make it super duper easy to share your stuff. I want to thank everybody who answered this question. And I know what you're thinking, but Dave, when is the next question of the month? Well, I need this by September 27th, 2019. And this comes from my buddy, Chris Nessie, who, by the way, his seven-year-old just started a podcast about vacuum cleaners. Why? Because this kid has like a major obsession with vacuum cleaners. Uh, Let me play you a clip of that. Let me go find it real quick. Welcome to the teaser of the vacuum podcast with Miles. I'm your host, Miles. I've liked vacuums since I was three years old. (laughs) And I watch vacuums a lot too. In the regular episodes, I will share with you tools, price, the weight, the features, the pros and cons, and the noise. Okay. Wow. The vacuums I own are the Shark Duo Clean Stick Vacuum, (laughs) a Dyson V10, Shark Steam Mop, (laughs) Shark Lift Away, Abyssal Power Force Compact, Swiffer Sweep and Vac. Does he have like a separate closet for these? Thanks for listening. Please hey, thank you, Miles. And tell your friends. New episodes are coming soon. Once regular episodes start, I will let you know how you can share feedback. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Miles. Wow. So don't let a seven-year-old outperform you in podcasting. That's amazing. Uh, got some new places I'm going to be speaking at now that uh, podcast movement is over. September, I'm going to be busy. I'll be in Washington, D.C. from September 4th through the 7th at FinCon. Then I'll be in the exact same place, exact same hotel from the 8th through the 10th for the Military Influencer Conference. And then September 18th, I'm part of a virtual summit called Beyond the Podcast. There's links to all these on the right-hand side out at schoolofpodcasting.com. That one's put on by Aweber. October 11th through the 13th, I'll be in, in Atlanta at the She Podcast Live, November 1st through the 2nd. 
Always looking forward to this. I love this event, DC Podfest. That is in Washington, D.C. And then uh, in October, I have these out of sequence. I see October 17th through the 18th, I'll be at the Doyo Live in Youngstown, Ohio. So if you're ready to start a podcast, simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. And if you need to review your show, go to podcastreviewshow.com. Remember, the price is going up very soon. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Here's a little bonus tip for you. If you want to really dig into why do people share stuff, check out the book Contagious, Why Things Catch On, because they talk about six principles of social currency. That is, how does it make people look when they talk about your product? Um, Are there any kind of triggers in your content? So when people think of peanut butter, they might think of jelly. I actually think of bananas, but that's the Elvis in me. Um, Does it trigger your emotions? And some emotions actually make people uh, share things more. Um, Is it public? I know that's a weird idea. It's easier to share things when they're in public. And if your podcast helps people, people love to be helpful. And as you might imagine, you guessed it, stories. People don't just share information and facts. They tell stories. So if you want to do a deep dive into this, uh, check it out. Contagious, Why Things Catch On. And of course, that's also available at Audible. Check it out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 685. Take care.